that uh, question there in verse number 14, what is your life? Now, without any Bible reference, as many people as we might ask the questions, that would be as many answers as we would get. Because everybody would have their own answer for that. And the world even asks this question or, or the same question differently. Uh, the world will say, what's the meaning of life? Or the purpose of life? Uh, why am I here? Right? They, those kind of questions. And they're, they're asked, you know, in the world. People write books about it. And honestly, even just asking it that way, uh, what's the meaning of life? You know, what's the point of being here? What's my purpose in being here? Those are really actually good questions. Just because, you know, the world asks them doesn't make it a bad question. It's a real good question. The, the bad part is, is they don't have the answer. They have answers, <laughs> uh, but they don't have the answer. But it's a good question even for us to ponder. Uh, it is a good question. And even for the lost out there, for us before we were saved, our life was a, was a, was a gift of God. It was, it was a grace of God. It really, really is. The fact that man has life is by the hand of God. Uh, in the book of Job and, and Job's three friends had come around, um, uh, and we know that they didn't, they didn't understand a whole lot. Uh, certainly they didn't understand why Job was in the predicament he was in. But uh, in Job 12, him responding to one of his friends, so far the Namathite, and speaking of the Lord, Job said, In whose hand is the soul of every living thing and the breath of all mankind? Job understood that Mankind has life because of God. Uh, he truly does. Isaiah said, referring to the Lord, He that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk thereon, walk on the earth. Our life, and that's all mankind, it's a grace of God, it's a gift of God. But that only refers to our physical life. We who are saved... We have something they don't have. We have spiritual life. We understand now, because we didn't then, but we understand now what they still don't understand is that they're spiritually dead. And when we trusted Christ, God saved us. He gave us spiritual life, brought us from death. What is our life? It's a miracle of God. Bringing life out of death. Uh, it's a new birth. And that is a miracle also. Uh, I mean, stop and think about it. It just, it, just, it just flat is. You go from two cells to nine pounds in nine months. All right, that might sound like a lot. All right, we'll make it, you know, six and a half pounds or seven. But anyhow, you know... <laughs> But still yet, and what you get, that's, that's just a miracle of God. It just, it just plainly is. Uh, uh, and the Bible bears it out saying, uh, 
that God giving us life out of death, and it's a miracle. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, Ephesians 2.1. Uh, what is our life? It's a miracle to God. We're only here tonight by a miracle of God. Well, no, Brother Andy, I've, my parents brought me to the church all the time when I was young, and I'm just, you know, uh, you know. well, are you still five years old? Uh, well, she's not even five, so nobody in here is five years old. <laughs> you know, except for her, you know, you're here because you're big enough to make the decision. And the fact that we decided to be here tonight, I mean, really and truly, it's a miracle. I mean, how many places could we be besides in church? And I don't mean just tonight, but any night, any Sunday morning, uh, we would be where they still are, except for the miracle of God. Um, that's what our life is. It's, it's a miracle of God. Uh, Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, I'm come that you might have life. Why? Because we were dead. And that you might have it uh, more abundantly. He also said in John chapter 10, verse 20, in verse number 28, he said, and I give unto them eternal life. Humanly speaking, naturally speaking, those two words, eternal and life, don't go together. They just don't go together. Uh, naturally speaking again, humanly speaking, life ends. It just does. But we are saved. We've been given eternal life. The world really can't understand that. Now, they have some concepts, and they'll say, no, well, there's reincarnation, and that means you keep on going, which, anyhow, it's, it's pointless, but maybe it's just a salve for the conscious, you know what I'm saying? But anyhow, uh, and fiction writers have come up with various scenarios in which, you know, whichever way, however it happens, uh, but they're science fiction writers. By the way, it just occurs, did you know that uh, Scientology, those, those are Scientologists, check it out. It was founded by a fellow who wrote science fiction for TV. I'm telling you the truth. Check it out. He couldn't, I guess, you know, make a good living, you know, writing scripts and decided there's money in religion and he turned his science fiction into a church and it's a big deal. Um, but Scientology was founded that, that uh, I think it was that L. Ron Hubbard, he used to uh, uh, write uh, scripts for science fiction for TV. But anyhow, that's beside the point. Um, but again, a miracle of God, he's given us eternal life. That which goes against nature. 
course, he created nature so he can do what he wants with it. But again, they don't get it. We understand it. Uh, what is our life? It's a miracle of God, our new life. Uh, he gives us eternal life. Um, but I wonder about us, and I include myself, about us sometime. Um, four years ago, five years ago, did you have your cataract surgery? Something like that, maybe. Yeah, we'll call it that. I don't know that anybody else in here is old enough to need one, but you can be young and have a need of it. But anybody ever have anybody have cataract surgery? No, the lens of your eye starts to get cloudy. And so you can imagine what that would be like. Um, she had it done down there. Great experience, no problems, no complications. It, it was all good start to finish. If there was anything, if, if, if there was any downside to it, it was this. Um, brought her home that afternoon. She's got a, she has a patch. You know, and, and, you know, it was, uh, anyhow, put her to bed just to rest that afternoon, evening, and, you know, let her take it easy. A couple times I had to pull off that patch and give her a drop or two, you know, eye drops and, you know, patch back on. And it uh, seems to me, I remember she said, well, I think maybe I see better. Well, you know, that's the plan, babe. Okay. But the next morning, then, I could take the patch off to be off. And she was kind of... At the minimally, she was surprised, and on the other hand, she was just absolutely amazed at what she could see. All the colors were more vivid, more brilliant. Because the cataract, when it does that, it's usually a slow process, and you lose, you know, the, that clarity, you know, the the sharpness, the crispness of the image, and so forth, and you don't even notice it because it happens slowly. But when you get that back from one day to the next, it was like, wow. And the only downside of her surgery was about the third day. She said, I've lost the wowness of it. Her, she got used to seeing it, you know, seeing the edges and the, you know, clarity and the brilliant colors and so forth. And they weren't so uh, impressive. You, you, you follow me? Um, what is our life? It's still a miracle of God. It's still life from death. It's still a new birth. And I fear that too easily we kind of get so used to it. It's sort of like, oh, yeah, 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 right, yeah. And it would do as well to consider, well, uh, what it is that we have, what is our life, and try to regain some of that Wow, to our new life. But not only is it a miracle of God, life from death and a new birth, it's also an opportunity to show gratitude to God. That's what our life is. It is an opportunity to show gratitude to God. You know what? There is nothing that the unsaved do that pleases God. Do you understand that? Just there's nothing they do that pleases God. Oh, now come on, Brother Andy. There are foundations this and charities that and, you know, people that do this and do the other thing and they're, 
feeding the hungry and, and clothing the naked and housing the homeless and you know all these and, and those are good things didn't say they weren't good things they're good things and they please the hungry and the naked and the homeless etc 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 but they don't please God God's not against it I hope you understand me but as far as God saying that and saying, yeah, that a boy or that a girl and them gaining some kind of favor with God because of that, they're not. They're not. They're not showing any gratitude towards God. Only we who are saved can show gratitude to God. They have their reasons for doing it. They may even believe in God or say they do, but an unsafe person doesn't do anything that pleases God. Um, just for your just for your viewing pleasure you can consider it more a little bit later on um, this is just again a thought that occurs to me in Matthew 7 the Lord speaking he said many will say unto me in that day Lord Lord have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out many devils and in thy name done many wonderful works and they say that as is to say of course we did it's more like, don't you remember that we did that? And they did prophesy in his name and cast out devils in his name and do wonderful works in his name. But he'll respond, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Ye workers of iniquity. We're the only ones that can show appreciation to God. We are saved. We are the only ones who can show gratitude to God we who are saved and our life is our opportunity to show gratitude to God in Luke 17 there's the account where the Lord uh, encountered those ten lepers and they standing afar off and of course they had two they were lepers they weren't allowed to get too too close you know and they said Jesus master have mercy on us Um, and I mean he saw he knew what was going on and he healed them said go show yourself to the priest now, that was in fulfillment of the law. Jesus, this is what I'm thinking, Jesus did not want the people to get the idea that he came to put himself instead of God. I mean, he is God. He was God then, but he didn't want, him, he didn't want the people to get the idea that, uh, again, he was putting himself instead of God. Don't follow the word of God, follow me. You follow, are, you, are you understanding me? So it's like, yes, go ahead and show yourself to the priest. That's what we're doing these days. You know, that's... So go do that. Um, and they went their way and saw themselves cleaned. Uh, but one of them, seeing himself clean, said he cried out in loud voice praising God, but he turned around, came back, fell on his face at Jesus' feet and gave him thanks. He wanted to show gratitude. And doing that, Jesus said, were there not ten Were there not ten that were cleansed? But where are the nine? Um, Our life is our opportunity to show gratitude to God. And if anybody, no, we are the only ones really. We who are saved are the only ones who can 
and have reason to show gratitude to God. Um, uh, and that's what our life is for. It's, that is what our, life, what our life is for. I believe what we read there in John chapter 6, get towards the end, verses 66 and, and, and following. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Peter, and I'm sure he was speaking for all, he said, how, how, can, how can we turn our backs on you? We are so grateful for what you did. Peter saying, thou hast the words of eternal life. He said, we were spiritually dead. You gave us life. How can we turn back? He said, we're grateful. We're here. Count on us. I'm paraphrasing. But, but he was showing gratitude. To whom shall we go? There's, there's none other to whom we can go. There's no other place we can go. We're here because we're grateful. What is our life? It is an opportunity to show gratitude to God, and we ought to. Also, what is our life? It is a, it's an opportunity to gain rewards for faithfulness. Over the years, I've heard, you know, men, uh, and it wasn't every day all the time, but they'll say things like, well, this is the motive to serve God, you know, and no other motives are good. Or that's the motive, you know, to serve God or the best motive and the other ones aren't as good or they're bad. I know I know this sounds a little bit mercenary, and that's not what I'm trying to do. But God Himself put in the Word, or in well, in His Word, about rewards for us. He could have left everything in there that He put in there and not put anything in about rewards. And we who are saved, having trusted Christ, because the gospel's in there and all the rest of that, right? And, you know, the verses about, you know, this is the way to live, this is the way not to live, etc. Anyhow, we do what we do, and we get there, and, you know, after he says, welcome, he says, by the way, I have rewards. That would have been all right with us. But he put it in there. Um, in Hebrews chapter 11... And Hebrews was written to believers. You read, you know, just reading the very beginning of it, it's to believers, and ongoingly the author of Hebrews mentions, you know, calls his readers, brethren, and so forth. It's to believers. And in Hebrews eleven six, he says, But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a, anybody know the next word? A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God wants us to know that he's a rewarder. He gives out rewards. Um, you're familiar with uh, 1 Corinthians 3.11 and following. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. 
Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. God makes it clear. There are rewards to be gained, and it's based on what we do after having placed our faith in Christ, putting him as the foundation of what we're doing and how we build. He said, build with good materials. There's going to be reward. If it don't, okay. You know, you get in. And that's an incredibly magnificent thing. There's not words to describe God letting us, you know, go to heaven. But there won't be rewards. And he lets us know that. And I believe he's given us motivation <laughs> uh, to work for rewards. You know, honestly, truly. Uh, Revelation twenty two twelve, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. Yes, we ought to be faithful out of a love for God, but I don't know. I can't say this out of any personal experience. But are, are, are there not some things you know just because you know? <laughs> and there are some things I know because I know. Um, you that are parents or have been, you know, you may have, you know, taught little Bubba when he was, you know, learning to talk or little sissy when she was learning to talk to say I love you, but they really didn't have a good com concept of it. They they really didn't grasp, you know, what what they were saying. They knew it tickled you pink, and so they would repeat it, you know. They knew you loved to hear it, so, you know. But it takes some maturity, you know, to 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 say I love you. When we're born again, we are, you know, babes in Christ. You know? Um, and it takes some maturity, some growing up spiritually to get to that point to say, because you know what it means to say, I love you, Lord. You know? And God knows that. Uh, yeah, because you love the Lord, that's, that's, that's a good reason to serve Him, an excellent reason. But what about the people that just got saved? Um, does that mean they can't do anything to, to gain rewards? They can't be, their faithfulness in church doesn't count, or, you know what I'm saying? Um, God said, it isn't just because you love me, there's going to be rewards. It isn't just because you want to show gratitude. Some of these things just have to be learned. But maybe it's just me. Uh, but I would say, dare to say that most all of us can grasp right away the concept of rewards, you know. 
do this, good things are going to happen, you know. All right, you'll get paid for it. Okay, then I'm going to do that. But anyhow, our life, it's our opportunity to gain rewards for faithfulness. Um, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that every man may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now that's what Paul said to the believers in, in, in Corinth. So he wasn't talking about salvation. He was talking to believers. He said, you're going to receive according to how you've done. Um, it's our opportunity to gain rewards. But also, uh, what is our life? It is the only time that we have to do anything for the Lord. It's a unique time because we don't get a second chance. Um, We don't get a second chance. We don't get a do-over. There's no mulligan. Um, uh, It's like the tournament that just ended one and done. Now, that doesn't mean, I'm not saying this, I'm not saying this, that if you as a child of God, you do wrong, well, God's just done with you, and no, 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 that's not what I'm saying a bit. Absolutely any of us, all of us, when we sin, sure, we can get right. Um, And we can go on. But what I am saying is, uh, if you make a train wreck out of your life, you don't get to go back to the beginning and do it all over again, as it, and 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 not you know wreck the train. You know, what you do can do is, you know, pick up, clean up, straighten up what you can, and go on. Uh, yes, and can you gain rewards? Of course. Uh, be faithful, of course. But when I say there's no do over, no second chance, there's no do over, second chance to go back to the beginning and say, let me just start it all over again. No, 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 no. That time is that time, you know. What we've done, we've done. What we've left undone, we have left undone. Um, It's the only time we have to serve the Lord. That's what our life is. As we read in our text in James 4, 14, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Um, we've all seen the pot on the stove, be it water boiling or soup simmering or whatever it was. Even if you, you know, knock the stopper off the pressure cooker <laughs> uh, without turning down the heat, you know, that vapor just appears for a little time and it vanishes away quickly. It really does. You know, a couple of seconds and it's gone. Um, you know, uh, that's our life. Um, again, except for the uh, precious little one back there, I think most all of us are here are old enough to understand that time passes. Um, some of us that are a little bit older, we understand that actually there's a part of it where we have to say no time stays. You know, the years don't pass, they, they, they just hang on you, you know. 
But we'll just go back to the time passes concept. We all, we all understand that, you know. Um, yes, it does. And, uh, of course, it, it passes quickly. But, again, there's no do-overs. No, let me start again. Uh, it, it, it's one and done. And uh, what we're going to get done, we need to do it in this one life that we have been given. In Revelation 22, uh, three different times the Lord says, using either the word surely or behold, he says, I come quickly. Uh, behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. Surely, I come quickly. Um, and he's telling us that, again, we who have life, those of us to whom he has given this new life, uh, need to occupy the time of our life with what he would have us do. He's coming back soon. What is your life? Good question. Worthy of consideration just uh, ongoingly, if not every little bit. Let's pray.